Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming releases. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 232 of the podcast. Thanks for returning to our music-based pod and if this is your first time, welcome. We've made the incredibly exciting announcement this week that we're going to be launching a new video series called This Song Is Yours for the Record, which will see us taking artists into record stores and asking what's a must-have for their collection. That is a series that will hopefully be premiering soon. Please keep an eye on our socials uh, to stay up to date with all of that. You can find our social media in the show notes of this pod. Today's guest is Hope D. Hope is an indie pop singer and songwriter from Brisbane, Australia, and has been writing music for over the last five or six years. Her debut single, Swim, led her to be a finalist in the Billy Thorpe Scholarship And uh, since that time, Hope has gone on to win two Queensland Music Awards. Today, however, is a very exciting day as she's released her debut record, Clash of the Substance, today. This record is a coming-of-age soundtrack that details anxiety, substance use, heartbreak, and everything else that kind of comes with being in your early 20s. The sonics of this record are incredible and it is definitely worth a listen. And It's a record I think that we'll see being quite popular come the ARIA season later in the year. Uh, In today's episode, we are speaking with Hope about the distinctive sonics of this record um, and her songwriting process. We're discussing what it's like touring the country with her friends. And uh, we actually have a chat about whether we can expect any more songs related to breakfast items. Now, that one will only make sense if you've listened to the record or you're reading the track list for it, but it will make sense. Have a listen to the record after you have a listen to this episode, but um please. It is a great record. We want to give a big shout out to both Susie and Liv from Positive Feedback for their help with today's episode. But uh, here we go. Here is our chat with Hope D. Uh, Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Hope D. Hello. Hello. How are we today, Hope? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here. Very excited. We are very, very excited to have you here and thank you for being here. It is a um, very exciting time. It's the start of a new year, but more so than anything, and I think that this is uh, exciting news for a lot of people, your brand new debut record is out as of today, uh, Clash of the Substance. Uh, firstly, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that it's finally out. I can imagine that um, release day for for anyone is, you know, it's, it's one of excitement, uh, maybe trepidation, a lot of feelings. Um, for you leading up to this day, how's it kind of been going? I know that it was originally meant to be out, 
I think late last year and it was delayed a little bit. How are you feeling now that it's finally out in the in the public sphere? Totally. I mean, it's um, been such a big build up since like the initial date and like everything that's um, like happened to get to this point. But yeah, to have it finally out, it's just like a big breath of relief. And I'm just like so excited that people finally get to hear it. I know that there are quite a few people um, who are very excited to hear it as well. I think, uh, when was it? Um, with full, dis- uh, dis- we'll give a disclaimer to the listeners, we are recording this a little bit ahead of schedule um, and that the, the Triple J Hottest 100 has just wrapped up voting, but I've seen numerous, 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 I want to say numerous about five more times, um, <laughs> people voting for Emerald or for Hope D tracks. Um, so I know that there's a lot of excitement about the record that it is coming out. Uh, for you, because you've released EPs before this, how did you know it was time to kind of go forward with the the debut record with the full length? Yeah, well, it's been like a lot of years of writing songs for me. And I mean, I think for most musicians, by the time you actually release them, a lot of the time those songs have been written years and years ago. So even on the EP, like a lot of those songs were in four to five years ago and now even Clash of the Substance four to five years again. So, like, I'm, like, very keen to have these songs out and then I can continue to write more songs for the next album and hopefully the the turnaround time becomes quicker so that they're more, like, real and present. But, yeah, it's, it was definitely time for an album because I just have so many songs to put together in this, like, collective piece of work. But they all go together really well. They're all, like, very related to each other and like around the same time period. So I'm glad that I could collect them all to release them in this album. It is a, it is a beautiful piece of work. It's a very cohesive record. And um, I guess lastly, talking about the release, touching on just what you mentioned, the fact that some of these songs were written four or five years ago. Do you still find that they resonate in the same way with you when you kind of listen to them now, getting ready to release it? Do they have the same meaning or the same kind of feeling or is it that they've taken on something different as as that time's gone gone on? Totally. A lot of them um, are really interesting. There's some of, like, the slower, like, sadder songs on it that bring a, a new meaning when I play them now, some things that I, like, didn't realise I was writing and that apply to me now, which is really cool, um, and some that are still fresh or, like, some that are still relevant and some that are just oh, are going to be always fun to play, like Emerald and um, Hey Goodbyes. Uh, but when I do play them, I kind of try and, like, think about where I was when I wrote them and that, like, has the meaning to it when I when I perform them. So, yeah, they all have um, either new meanings or it's fun to just, like, reflect on the meanings that they have when I had when I wrote them. I can imagine, yeah, that it, it is if that feeling has changed that it kind of allows you to put your own newer or maybe something that's more um, apt for the current situation that you're in or or whatever it may be. Um, One thing I loved about this record, Hope, was the sonics. I feel that in terms of like indie pop rock, and I know that those are very generic terms and so I (laughs) apologise, but in terms of music like that, the sonics of this record are incredible. I don't feel like there is anyone on Australian radio that currently sounds like Hope D. That is very nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, like... um, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, 
it was really good to like consistently record it with Aiden Hogg um, and he brought like a lot of um, themes in it that kind of make it very consistent, which is really awesome. Um, and, yeah, like recording it in the same time, like we did it in blocks, so therefore like my emotions were the same, that block, and like my, I guess, everything was fresh so I could just like continue making like my voice sound the same I guess and like that kind of thing so um yeah this one's definitely themed I can imagine like my next albums will sound different and the ones after that will sound different again but yeah I did try to keep it with like that whole sarcastic sad hope d theme for this one yeah <laughs> look I think the record is all the better for that that said theme um, <laughs> when you're when you're in the studio when you're writing do you are you an artist who will, or a songwriter who will kind of l- listen to other bands and other other music that's going on and not cherry pick, but like have that influence what you're doing, or are you someone who kind of likes to shut out and create your own uh, soundscape, if you will? Yeah, I definitely would like to do that. I kind of shut out for this one and like didn't really listen to too many things on the side, but Aiden had like really good reference tracks for certain tracks, which worked really well. Um, but I didn't like hone into too much research for it, um, for this work, for this piece of work, but like, I would love to do that in future and like draw more inspiration. Um, but for anything, like if anything, I tried to, um, like with the little interlude tracks and stuff that was like inspired by, um, like Frank Ocean's, orange album because it has like little tracks in between but for my next albums I want to make it like a massive experience as well like have heaps of little interlude tracks and make it sound like your um I won't say the ideas that I have but yeah like I didn't um draw too much inspiration from things around me but like um I guess that makes it what it is and I'd like to do that in the future though for sure 100% are you if, if you're willing to are you able to share some of those references that Aiden worked from or is that uh, we'll respectfully, yeah. you know, not no, push no. it. <laughs> um, well, for Emerald, like the busy drums, he referenced um, the King Princess track. Can't remember which track it was, though. Um, and then for... I'd have to think a little bit more because it's kind of left me, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, just like certain certain elements like busy drums or like certain sounds for um, percussion or, um, yeah, like the whole dynamic and like storytelling of the song. There were specific references, but I'll um I'll definitely get back to you on that. No, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> when um when it came to the the songwriting for this record, I know you said that you worked with Adam with the Sonics. Was he a part of the the lyric and melody writing as well? Or is that something that you are very much um you kind of manage yourself, I wanna say? A lot of the songs I did myself because they've been um, I've been playing them for years, um, and especially because a lot of them were born from me um, with my loop pedal and my old setup, which was a lot of the time I wrote the songs that are on there um, at cover gigs where I'd just like play little tunes in between cover songs where like no one's listening, so I just got to, to be paid to practice basically. So like certain melodies and certain. <laughs> Um, songs were made from that and I would like structure it and then it was just so locked in that nothing happened to them except for like Aiden's incredible production and like sonic ideas but Muffin of the Day and Used to Be Aiden helped out a lot with the songwriting which was awesome because those were very fresh songs um we wrote Muffin of the Day together and then Used to Be I was pretty stuck on some certain things so um he helped out a lot there which I'm so grateful for 
Of course. I, there was, um, what was it? There's Muffin of the Day. There's Bagel Song as well. I'm curious oh, yeah. moving forward with Hope D, how many more, or I guess how many tracks we might see relating to baked goods or breakfast <laughs> adjacent food. I hope a whole entire album consistently, the whole thing. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> In terms of concept records, it would go quite well. So I think I think that we're definitely yeah. onto something there. For sure. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite tracks, if you'll allow me to, I would love to talk Please. about uh, Safety Nets, which um, it's mm. the it takes a bit of a quieter turn for yourself. And I was just wondering, um, compared to the rest of the songs on the album, for you is that uh, I guess it's a, a territory that you'd like to look at continuing doing further or it, it, does it help having that balance of kind of fun party music and then the quieter side as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I love um, the quieter, more acoustic songs. That's pretty much like how I started um, getting into music, listening to like Ed Sheeran and Hosier, like so many of Ed Sheeran songs, like back when I was listening to him when I was younger at the time, like, um, ah, oh, just him singing. And that's like a massive inspiration for me. So having at least like one song on the album like that, um, I thought worked really well, but also that song's like very, um, sentimental to me. And I didn't want to like attack it too much with like more sonic and like, uh, percussion or anything like that. I didn't think it needed it. And since like everything else on the album is pretty busy, it worked really well to tie it all together, I think. Um, but, yeah, I would love to do more acoustic things and at least, like, release acoustic versions of my songs. Like, that's um, something that I love to do. So hopefully, definitely. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that, um, well, I would personally, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but I would love to hear that. I think that would go very well. Um, with with what you just mentioned in terms of when you got into music and, and listening to Ed Sheeran, do you remember, mm. I guess, your first interaction with wanting to write music and then the, the subsequent trying to write your first song and, and how that went? Totally. I mean, I was writing little rhymes and things when I was, like, pretty young. Um, like, probably wasn't even at school yet, but, like, very silly ones. But it came pretty naturally to me. Um, but then when I got older and started to write more serious ones that, like, kind of meant something to me, that's um, when I kind of got into music like I remember once I was passing like the kitchen and um MTV was on I think and the music video for A-Team was on and that's when I got into Ed Sheeran so like I'm not like I wasn't listening to him before he like I think he kind of blew up with A-Team if I if I'm correct um but that's that's when I first heard him but then I like backtracked and went into his massive back catalogs and he had put out a lot of music or at least like just YouTube videos and um that inspired me to start writing songs like that, like heaps of love songs he has, or just so many, so many songs about his feelings. Um, so that's kind of what got me into that. Um, but I kept it pretty quiet. I didn't feel comfortable releasing any of those songs or like putting them out to my friends or family or anything like that for a very long time. So it wasn't until I was in grade 10, I think, is when I started recording songs on Audacity on my laptop, which is like a very basic recording <laughs> software and um I had no idea what I was doing the mixing is terrible like you couldn't pay me to listen to them again because my body would hurt too much from cringing I think but that's how I first got into it and it was great practice and it was really good to like start somewhere like that um but yeah that's that's kind of when I started doing it 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 was a bit of a 
process of like doing it for fun and then realizing, oh, I actually feel really good when I do this and then turning it into something that might feel good for someone else to listen to, <laughs> not as offensive, you know, to the ears. Of course. I'd, I would love to know as well because... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There is, um, and, and this is no disrespect to Mr. Sheeran, there is, I would say, a bit more of an honesty or personality to your songs, Hope, that there, I think, um, and I guess some, some of the subject matter, this, this record is called Clash of the Substance and this, um, the subject matter in the record seems to be dealing with um, uh, young love. It seems to be dealing with, subs- like, the use of substances. Um, it seems to be dealing with a range of things, when you were songwriting and I guess still at a young age, how did you work out what you wanted to say and the ability to be honest in your songwriting without, you know, being just spilling your guts completely, I guess? Yeah, definitely. Oh, like I think it was such a process. Like I kept, well, back to the very beginning when I started releasing songs, at least like coming to terms with being gay. Um, like I went to all girls private school and it wasn't very creative either. So not only like wanting to express myself with music, but to express myself with like vulnerable topics like that, that were very unspoken about or like kind of slightly frowned upon. Um, I kept that quiet for a really long time. And then, um, I would replace like pronouns in my songs with he and him instead of she and her. Um, so that was, uh, that was a big process to do. Um, the one I first got comfortable with that was pretty much when I was in uni. So like out of school. And then that was like the first like vulnerable part of my lyrics, lyric writing of like talking about not only like love, but like my love and like the, my relationships and stuff, like being more specific with that. And it was a very slow process, but the more I released, the more kind of like, um, of a reaction I got from people. And, um, I could tell that people actually really appreciated the honesty. And if anything, like, hopefully it would, it was helping them be honest or like hoping that they would feel less alone and like how they were feeling. And so like, I started to dabble with it a lot more and like, you know, talk about, you know, abusing alcohol as as a younger, um, young adult and like, like, as you, as you, as most people do, like, I feel like when you, when you are able to drink legally and also coming to terms with like feelings and and whatnot and like the world and then, you know, drugs and like gambling and like everything that like is not so naturally spoken about, it's very therapeutic for me to put into a song and the, the safety I have in releasing that vulnerability in hopes that people will 
like feel the same or relate or just like enjoy it is just like the reason that I do it, even though it's very scary. So the more that I do it, um, the more that I, the easier it is, I guess, but it, it is a bit of a scary thing. Cause sometimes you fear that no one will relate and, um, or like feel anything from it, but you know, that's, that's what the process is, I guess. No, of course I can, I can definitely understand and appreciate that fear. And I think, um, even as a a gentleman who's uh, maybe in his early to, to mid thirties and my early twenties were a while behind me, um, I think that there's even stuff on this record that I could resonate with in terms of kind of what you said in 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 being young, being able to legally drink, friends, relationships, mm-hmm. the creation deterioration of both of those, um, and mm-hmm. and drugs, everything else. It is. I feel like it is a coming of age record. Um, which I think is, again, I can only speak for myself at this point, but it, it did seem to, to resonate in certain parts of, of my, I'd say, memory and in terms of little parts of nostalgia. Have you, before you just mentioned that, like you were doing it in the hope that it would help people and that people would be able to resonate with this, Have has the feedback so far, I guess, um, been been positive has it has it has it resonated with people the way that you've wanted it to absolutely and firstly thank you for your feedback that means a lot to me too like I'm so glad that (laughs) things can relate to you as well um but yeah like I remember like releasing swim which was the first um song that I released under hope d um and uh was it was very scary because it was just a straight up song about um me being gay and like coming out that's kind of how I came out to a lot of people and even like family and stuff. So that was scary. But the the messages that I even still get from just that song are just like insane. Like I even got some the other week just saying that it helped them come out to their families and like um, feel more comfortable and less alone. So I'm, I'm so stoked that that kind of thing is still happening because that's genuinely what, why I do what I do is to, to get that kind of, um, just to help uh, change people's lives like that, like even in the slightest or just if they like the sound of the song, then that's, that's enough for me too, you know? So it's, it's really um, humbling and, and like, yeah, the reason that I do it. That's awesome. And that's lovely. And I think I'm sure, I'm sure that you'll continue to get messages like that. I'm sure that uh, post this uh, podcast episode, it's not going to end. I'm sure people are going to continue to resonate with that. Um, On top of this album release, Hope, excuse me, you are also um, going to tour this record in March around the country, which I think is very exciting. I know there's a lot of people uh, who are excited to see you kind of getting back out there and playing some shows. How are you feeling about uh, touring the record? I'm so excited. It's it's going to be a completely different um, setup and sound and literally everything than um, I've ever played live before because um, we're going down from five members to four members and we're getting tracks um so you can actually hear things that are in the album like you know bong rips in the cyclone song and like the (laughs) laughs and muffin of the day and stuff like that so i'm really keen to like bring a more theatrical sense to it um and there's gonna and like more of an acting thing or like just more getting more into it with um like the um the sounds they're gonna just like help so much with that so i'm really excited for that um and i'm just so keen to to visit all my favorite places and to play this this album like pretty much like i'm so excited for people to have the songs on their phone that they've been hearing me play for so long i'm so excited for that to be um finally happening like because i've been playing a lot of these songs for a while now and for people to actually 
be able to listen to them before or after is going to be a very different um, experience and I'm so excited for it. It is. Well, I know that there are people who are very excited as well. When you're, um, I guess, as you said, you're, you're, you're shaking up the, the live lineup, you're adding the, um, uh, the what is it called, the pad? Yeah, like the, the SPD, the tracks, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I, I guess when you've been previously playing the songs in a certain way and now you're downsizing, you're changing things up, how does that, um, I guess, affect how, how you're playing in terms of, I guess, does it affect the, when you're playing the songs, does it kind of play into that uh, at all or is it something that you kind of just, it's a free-flowing uh, piece of music? I don't know if I explained that well. Um, <laughs> no, no, you definitely did. It's it's honestly so different and it's it's so interesting to get used to because um I've never done anything like it before. And a lot of a lot of people do it, heaps of people do it, and it's definitely something to get used to. But um it's so different because you know we're taking out a human and adding a robot, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I feel like a bit of a robot too. And you gotta, and, and the thing is about tracks is that I'm finding is that, you know, it's, it's perfect. Like the metronome is not wrong. It's like, it's perfectly in time. So we're going to be hopefully perfectly in time. And therefore it feels a bit more robotic, but it will bring more of like a show, I guess. And like, it's a bit harder to be more authentic, but at the same time, we'll make sure that it is still extremely authentic and, and fun. Um, but yeah, it's just that it's like, it's kind of, once I do get more used to it too, because we're so fresh into rehearsing with it, um, <laughs> it will be a lot more fun and more genuine and whatnot. But it does it does feel fairly um, synthetic at the moment. But it's it's um it's an it's a it's a process for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. But that, that's how I feel about it at this point in time. <laughs> I can very much appreciate that. We're going to um we're going to be seeing you in Adelaide when you come to visit. So that's very exciting. Awesome. Um, is there a track from the record right now as of when we're recording? So that might change by the time you, you get to touring. Is there a track you're most excited for people to see live or to perform live for people? Yes, I think there's a couple, but um, performance-wise, uh, Cyclone will be really mm-hmm. fun, I think. We're going to add some fun things into that so that will be cool. And... <laughs> Uh, hopefully, uh, muffin of the day because of the energy, and I just get to sing on that. So I'll see. We'll see how that goes, though. Just, um, it's a it's a work in progress, and um, and then doormat for sure because that's just like my favorite song on the album. I'm really keen to play that live for people because that that's the one that I feel most about because it's the most re- recently written song. By the time that the album comes out, everything else is years older, but this one's only one year old. Um, doormat's only yeah a year old, so like that that one means the most to me. So therefore I feel more, most excited to play it at this point in time. Um, but yeah, th- those, yeah, those are the ones I'm most keen for right now. Very good. Uh, very great selection. Sorry. Um, Doormat is yeah. one of my favorite, other favorite tracks on the record. So yeah, very much looking forward Thanks. to seeing that. Um, Hope, I was wondering if you would share with us, uh, usually we'd ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. If there's anything at the moment that is on high rotation for yourself. Totally. Oh man. I always forget unless I get my Spotify up, but, um, <laughs> I have been listening, I've been listening to a lot of, um, Feli Van's album, um, who's a friend in Brisbane and, um, her album came out last year, Ties. And, um, I kind of repeat that a lot, um, most of the time actually. But other than that, I've been listening to a bit of, I always listen to Remy Wolf, like all the time. 
I'm so obsessed with Remy Wolf, and I'd love to make music like her one day. Um, and other than that, that I've just been uh, adding little songs to my little playlist. But I kind of listen to a lot of um, friends because I um, get to tour with um, a lot of bands that I'm such big fans of, and then we get to meet, and then I get to listen to them um, and know them as well, which is really cool. Um, so whenever they really release new songs, I just add them to my playlist and li- listen to them. So like Maya and Dulcy and Jess Day, um, a lot of local people. But if not them, then Remy Wolf and Philly Band are just constantly on repeat. <laughs> Very solid picks. Um, very quickly, just touching on what you just mentioned in terms of friends bands. I know, I think it was, and please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was it the, the Dandies who they're going on tour with you? They were also in the video for Emerald. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome pick. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, when it comes to, I guess, getting your friends and getting um, other artists that you're close with involved in projects, how do you kind of go about, I guess, picking and choosing who's appropriate to have have on a project, whether it's a video, whether it's a, a collaboration in terms of a duet or a song like that? Totally. It's definitely what I feel like um, would be best, like, comfortability-wise because, like, then the best things happen when it's, like, a creative process. If you're comfortable with that person and those people, then you'll get the best things out of it. Um, so for Emerald, like having Mads from the Dandies and Ashling from Dizzy Days um, and uh, my friend Jade and Amelia, who is the actress um, in Emeralds, um, the girl that I'm interested in in that video, um, we only met that day, but now we're really good friends, so, which is really cool. Um, but that that's what works best creative, creatively-wise. Like, um, yeah, having your mates and, like, uh, friends that you would – just hang out with anyway and then doing fun things like that with them. Yeah, for sure. That's, that helps so much. But, um, interestingly enough, Amelia and I are doing another project together, um, which will be out sometime later this coming time. And, um, (laughs) that will be really awesome because now we've developed a relationship. So having that like friendship, um, will, you know, make this even better and, um, creativity will be through the damn roof. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we very much looking for. Uh, we very much look forward to that project, whatever it may be, at whatever time it is cool. uh, released or revealed <laughs> to the public. So I, I can uh, respect <laughs> the secrecy for now. Um, Hope, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I do appreciate it, and uh, congratulations on Clash of the Substance, which is out today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. I really appreciate your time too. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 